Hey, everybody. This is a uh, special announcement before our show begins. Very unusual, I know, but uh, important because we have big news here at Breaking Bread. My Netflix special, they just announced that my new Netflix special called What a Day is going to premiere on December 13th of this year. Very exciting. We just did it in October and uh, got it all together and they want to put it right on the air. So December 13th, What a Day, will be uh, premiering on the Netflix. Tell your friends and family. Uh, Very excited for you all to see it and worked really hard on it. I think it's very funny. Um, The people laughed, so that's always a good sign. Um, And the title, What a Day, um, I usually, if I walk into the kitchen in the morning, it's what I always say to my family is, what a day, what a day, what a day. And it can be kind of optimistic. And then by six o'clock at night, when everybody drags their ass back home, it could be, wow, what a day. Or it could be, whew, what a day. Uh, that's up for interpretation. <laughs> and I like that about life, that it's uh, either way, what a day. So what a day, premiering on December 13th. Thank you for inter- allowing me to interrupt my own podcast to give you that news. And now on with the show. It's time for Breaking Bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! It's our goal. Hey! It's time for Breaking Bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! It's also a show. Hey! Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Breaking Bread with Tom Papa. I am Tom Papa, here to break bread with you and the great comedian Neil Brennan, a good friend of mine, and he's got a new special on Netflix just started streaming it's called blocks it's hilarious he's smart he's funny and uh he will be our guest today very excited to uh spend some time in hit and welcome him back to our uh little table here and i got him some uh, special bread from tartine because i've been on the road like a crazy person today's show is brought to you by helix mattress the good people that made the mattress that I actually sleep on every night when I'm home. (laughs) Again, that is a problem. I have to be home more. Uh, Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, even a mattress just for kids. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows to our listeners. Lucky us. Go to helixsleep.com slash papa, P-A-P-A. Don't forget to put papa in there. And with Helix, you will get $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Also, uh, TomPapa.com, because we just released new tour dates for 2023. I always love when we have tour dates into the new year because it means uh, we're still going. 
which is very exciting. We've got huge shows coming up in Chicago. We've got them in Denver. We've got them in Michigan. We've got them in New York at Town Hall. Very exciting. Lots of big shows all around the country. Uh, all new material. Very exciting stuff. We also have my new Netflix special that is coming out in December. Uh, I think I can give you the date. I don't know if I can give them the date. I'm not sure, Aaron, if I can give them the date yet. Let's just say it'll be a good Christmas present. I probably would think it would be a good time to sit and watch some of my new stand-up special. Uh, I'll see if I can do let you all I'll let you know it's coming so uh, that's gonna come out so when I come out in uh, the new year it will be all a uh, bunch of new jokes maybe a couple classics but mostly new stuff for the new year go to tompapa.com oh the Kennedy Center yeah that's another good one a lot of great things Charlottesville bunch of dates uh, go to tompapa.com look all of that up um, this is a bit of a red alert. Uh, let's see, by the time this comes out, uh, this will be uh, next week, uh, today, today, the 15th, Thanksgiving, right around the corner. Uh, I had a panicky moment since we spoke last, and I didn't realize that there was an avian flu. I know, this is a tough planet to live on. There's always something going on. But I think it's like 3% of the turkeys got hit with it. So I was like, well, you know, they always say, I said to my daughter, we got to order a turkey because there's always a turkey shortage. She said, it seems like there's always a turkey shortage. And I was like, you're right. Maybe that rumor is always started by the turkey people to get you all excited so you order your turkey for Thanksgiving early. But then, lo and behold, I looked it up and yeah, there is a bit of a shortage. And I went to Whole Foods website where I've gotten my turkeys the last several years and they do a great job. You can order in advance the size you want, the different kinds you want. Two out of the three that I normally get sold out. Sold out. And this was a week ago. I try not to get frozen. I try and get fresh. And it just cuts down on the time. And, you know, you need multiple days to defrost a frozen turkey. Uh, I think the taste is ultimately better. Uh, so I jumped on it. I was able to get one, not even the one that I really, really wanted. Uh, but I think it'll be fine. It's turkey. Uh, but be warned. Get your act together. <laughs> Don't be caught because there is a, uh, an issue this year. And then move on to all the rest of it. I can't give you any real big... Uh, baking excursions and, and adventures and tips right now. I will after this week. This week is a big week. I'm going to do Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I'm going to wrap up some shows in New York and New Jersey. And I think I've been home five days in October. Yeah, I literally just came from the airport to do this show. And I leave again tomorrow morning. So it's been a huge, joyful run. But I have not been around. The only thing I'm doing is sliding into the house, kissing my wife and children, feeding my sourdough starter so it doesn't die, put it back in the refrigerator. My baking is in the toilet. So that's why I bought uh, our good friend Neil Brennan uh, a bread from Tartine, which is right near where I do my radio show. 
in uh, LA, they have a, a spot. And this is, you know, Tartine is the people who started the whole bread revolution in the US over the last 10 years. It's an amazing bread. And I, this is like, you can see hints of what I was going for and what I do go for. And uh, just to see this bread, I'm like, I'm grateful I can give it to Neil and it, he'll enjoy it. Uh, as a vegan, he can eat this bread, but I'm a little sad that I wasn't able to bake it for him myself. Next time, next time. All right, so get your act together, get your Thanksgiving stuff, whatever you do. Uh, like I said, start looking at your equipment, your roasting pans, your gravy boats, your utensils. That's another thing I found out that we are low on forks and uh, you got to get your act together. You don't want to be running around last minute. Um, and pies, not really my department. I don't handle the pies, but I beg for the pies. And I think that's a more fun rule, role actually of just go around and tell my wife and my guests and my daughters um, the pies that I want this year and really pressure them to get to work. <laughs> and then I'll work on that big, giant, crazy turkey. So go, go order it, uh, get your act together, or just get the people in your life that feed you, get their act together. And uh, we're only a couple weeks away. All right, so that's it for now. Let's welcome our good friend, Neil Brennan, to the program. Oh my God, we started already. Oh, we were just talking movies, guys. That's yeah. not what this podcast is. <laughs> but if the shoe fits, you know welcome I mean? back to Breaking Bread about movies with Neil Brennan. I'm sorry about not baking you bread. I really it's am. Okay. I well, I was worried because I don't. Is it hard to get people in LA to eat bread? Uh, no, you know it's kind of like this closet thing where people say no. But they do. But then they go to the car and nibble it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. remember David Tell's joke about going to a <laughs> going to a sex shop, and he's like, <laughs> and I eat, I get two pairs of edible underwear because I'm going to eat one on the way home. <laughs> Fuck! God damn, he's, he's funny. the best. He's so goddamn funny. Do you know Tartine? Uh, it sounds familiar. Tartine started. Um, he's in San booking Francisco. the comedy store. Okay. <laughs> he books the he books uh, the punchline, and uh, he started um, uh, the bread revolution in America of this artisan using real ingredients to make real wholesome what year? bread. This is probably twelve years ago, and started in this little bakery and just making this real artisan bread with no extra additives to it. And he would only sell it like at four in the afternoon. So people would line up all day and just wait for this bread. Because he wouldn't, it wouldn't be done till four? Yeah, because or the he schedule, had other, he it's had like shit a, to do. It's like a lot, because he, he, he was a musician. And uh, no, because it takes, it's a process. So either if he had it by the morning, that means you're working all through the night. So got it. So these guys are like the legend and the, their book went crazy. And that's where I kind of first learned one of the first books so anyway is near, near my radio show is where we hung out the other day yeah um tartine bakery's right next to it their la version oh great it. so i, I mean i'm definitely you a heard bread. of them great you can smell it um yep all it's vegan bread, a little sour it's got a little sour to it i it's uh this is a side note yes but and it's very dirty okay um 
<laughs> I don't want to say who said it, but somebody said that a lot of men's penises smell and taste like sourdough bread. So Whitney, Sarah Silverman. <laughs> And she was she was being specific about uh, keep specific two guys that we don't need to get any yeah. any deeper into. I was thinking that the other night. I was writing about um, uncles mm -hmm. and how you know because we're coming up to Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what? How about a how about a, a, an essay in defense of uncles? Great. Of how great, you know, uncles are the best. Yeah. Uncle, who's going to give you cash? Who's going right. to teach you to smoke when you're 10? Yep. Uncles. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're like the punching bag for this stuff. I'm like, dirty jokes. What about dirty jokes? And your dad's not telling. I mean, maybe you're, you'll get, you'll catch an errant dad <laughs> yeah. every once in a while. But it's mostly, it's more likely your dad will tell your cousin right as an uncle <laughs> right <laughs> and then your cousin will tell and go you i heard it from your dad be like my fucking dad my dad told you yeah, that I but is there even like when i was a kid i got the dirty joke book i think volume truly one tasteless through, jokes yeah that one? yeah yeah and i was like a bible i was just like we couldn't believe it we were just yeah just there were at still our, jokes in there that still... i thought stunk oh, there was i remember a lot of bad thinking there i was like that's awful there's a lot it's like of... not even good joke <laughs> right some corny but some great and like leno he like is remembers every joke you know like Does he, really? yeah he can remember street jokes i haven't heard a street joke in forever of well, someone just coming memes. up going hey Hey, yeah, you, you want to let me tell you this joke, and it's like a dirty joke. Like, when's yeah. the last time you, someone told you a dirty joke? Somebody had like a somebody texted me something the other day, and I was just like, What? And they're like, You gotta say, I was like, I'm not doing it, it's already broken. The system's already broken. But he was giving it to you as like something you should try. No, uh, uh, I was texting with a friend of mine, and she was like, You like Hava? And I was like, What? She's like, Say, what's Hava? And I go, what's happening? She goes, have a nice day. I was like, why? <laughs> this woman's a professional comedy writer, too. It was sad. But it is it sad. the kind of thing like, you know, like Red Fox albums were like this like underground, like you didn't hear it other places? Are we just in an era now where like, why would a, a well, dirty joke's not going to break through? Well, now people brand themselves as that. Like, uh -huh. I'm the comedian that they don't want you to... <laughs> I'm the uncle of comma. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we know 10 people that are basically the uncles <laughs> of, like, they don't, let me tell you something, kid. The stream Yeah, like, they don't the want this. It's like, no, you didn't, you don't draw. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uncles, yeah. I just gave my niece, my niece just got married. Uh-huh. And I gave her a nice uncle check. Oh, yeah. The old, the old, uh, that's under, uh, you could add that to the. Yeah. Generous. Yeah. Always give me single a, uncle. Oh, God. Come on. Yeah. That's a key, too. And I, yeah. I, I realized that. I just, like I said, I was just been noodling around. You don't it. have any brothers and sisters. Do you I have, have a two sister? younger sisters? Got it. Yeah. Uh, but, and for a long time, they had children and I did not. Right. So I was the uncle with no kids. Having yeah. no kids is important because when yeah, you, then sure. you get with kids and you're like, the greatest joy was taking my eight to ten year old nephews to my house for sleepovers. Cynthia and I were together, but we weren't married yet and we had no kids. And you just bring them into a supermarket and say, Whatever you want. Yeah. Because you don't what? You don't <laughs> like you wouldn't know how to begin to parent. No. Like you once you have a kid, you're like, Oh, they I should 
yeah. have create rules and boundaries. <laughs> if they eat a bag of Cheetos yeah. at midnight, they're going to throw up and I'm going to have to clean it. Do they throw up? <laughs> yeah, get close. Yeah, they get, it's close enough. They get Where nightmares. they talk, they need to talk. But the, it, it all it doesn't compare to the joy when they're just like holding arms full of stuff their moms won't let them buy. Yeah. And you're just like, and you're just pulling out really like $20. But it's all the money in the world. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're like Hugh Hefner, basically. Yeah. So when you write that check to your niece, it's like, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> um, and in some ways, it's a thing that you can't relate to, which is, uh, I'm taking this thing off the, off the thing. I'm going back there here. You go. Oh, nice. I might be not. Let me you're the first to myself. do that. Pretty cool. I'm yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, I can't use a regular mic. Um, <laughs> you really can't. You, well, you don't have any. Uh, you don't have any brothers because, in some ways, I feel like I'm pay- I'm the youngest, right? So I'm paying back the what my brothers and sisters in a good way. Like my brothers what and sisters were fair, gave me like so much access to right. the world that I now feel obligated to give oh. them back. Like my brother worked for at Wrigley Field and the Chicago Stadium. So oh, my brother wow. Tommy. So I went to, I've been to a hundred Cubs games, like 150, Whoa. like didn't pay for tickets, just walked in. Went, my brother worked in the press box. So I would just go to the press well, how box. How old were you? When, 10. 10? 10 through 13. Jeez. Yeah. You lived in Chicago? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, Matt. Oh. And, then, and then Kevin, so Kevin got me into, so that's Tommy, the one who worked at Wrigley Field and the Chicago Stadium. So I used to go to Bulls games before Michael Jordan was on the team. Whoa. And then when he was on the team, and I saw a thing that's like feels like world historic now, which is a white woman mistaking Michael Jordan for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was, and he, I, he got like his feeler. I mean, it was probably used to it, but someone yeah. goes, are you Orlando Woolridge? And he was like, <laughs> Orlando Wool, like the fuck? <laughs> um but uh wow and then so i that's who i cut the check to the other day one of his daughters all right okay and then my my and then kevin got me into comedy so he doesn't his kids aren't old enough to pay back but right how old are his kids now they're probably like 12 almost yeah like i think around 10 ish right right it's Uh, so funny because when then whenever i tell people that i really love kevin and and people like even before like he, he got angrier like recently mm-hmm. but when he was just like the regular angry yeah. kevin yeah i was always like he, you just don't take him seriously he's just kevin <laughs> and it's like you know he's not and i always bring up when he came to my parents beach house in like little boaty water shoes and had shorts and was like eating corn on the cob with my mom. Yeah. And I'm like, that's Kevin. Regular guy. Yeah, just a regular guy. Yeah. <laughs> and his wife was hilarious. They're great people. Yeah. Then he got a little angry and started uh, yelling it at everybody. But how's he doing now? I haven't seen him in a bit. I, well. Good? Yeah. Still the same. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. When I, I have this very vivid memory. When did you start doing stand up? 93. Okay. So he was already one of the it was like him and Attell. yeah you know those guys were like and louis like they were already like and you know, marin they were like and juniors Barry, you know? and yeah yeah and and boston comedy with sarah and, and sarah yeah oh my and god want to say and yeah 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 and um but i remember uh, vividly like 
showing at the Boston Comedy Club, trying to get on that Monday night show, just like which was like packed with kids, just there to see comedy. Was he the MC then? No, he had been the MC. I think he wasn't the MC. I just was like there waiting to see if I'll get picked to go on at like midnight or whatever. Yeah. Coming in from New Jersey, just mm-hmm. starting out, no joke, just like terrible. Like, what is this place? Yeah, and seeing Kevin Brennan walk through it was a rainy monday night and he just walked through from like in front of the stage to the bathroom in the middle of the show and he was wearing like a overcoat like mm-hmm. a trench coat and he just kind of had that like kind of like quiet wise ass attitude and he just walked in the back i was like oh i'm not ready for this <laughs> that's, funny. that's so funny those like i remember seeing i went to the improv because kevin worked the door with a tell in wow. 90 in sorry 80 Seven. Oh my god so you were a baby yeah uh i was 13 14 so <laughs> i got i've known a tell i got in high school i was a i got uh i was elected senator uh-huh. <laughs> in student government and it and i was i was freshman in high school and a tell kept making the joke the senator's been shot <laughs> um <laughs> So, uh, so I remember going to the comp, uh, the improv, sitting there watching Brian Regan crush yeah. in a way I still haven't seen topped. <laughs> yeah, like just crushing. <laughs> and then, um, and then Dennis Miller and Robin Williams came in. Oh my god! And it was just like, and Dennis Miller had a trench coat on. People used to wear trench coats. Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, Columbine really fucking ruined that. <laughs> yeah, Kennison um, had a trench coat. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, so yeah, those moments of like, those like, oh man, that guy, like you can't believe you can't it. believe it. And there's something about seeing those guys in a club setting that is just, there's a potency. Like when I saw Jerry come back and he came on to my sister's like charity show at Gotham and I'd been with him like in theaters and stuff, but just watching him come in, just do a 15 minute set in a comedy club, you know, yeah. and I must have seen it before, but there was this something about this night watching him just, you know, because he, normally he'd be in the clubs at that time trying stuff out, working yeah, stuff yeah, out. Yeah. And he showed up like, let me give him a proper set for 15 minutes. Yeah, and it's it funny like, when he goes like, you know what, I'll oof, give you, oof. I'll give you a real, you want to you want to see me throw the ball? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like I saw Sarah once at, at Largo, and I always use this example because she, she's so brave about, new material yeah and her at largo she was like everyone was killing before her and then she goes up and she's trying out her stuff and she stopped in the middle and it was like you know she's working it out and then stopped in the middle and said just so you know i could kill right now yeah (laughs) i I could but let's get through this let's do this yeah and it's true like and so to watch him just unleash that one night it was like those low ceilings those that small space like you're saying with Regan, yeah. it's like there's a potency to killing yeah. in that environment that's just more powerful than you'll see anywhere else. You spe- forget the killing thing because I used to bug Chappelle about killing, like because Dave would have like really bad set, like like bad sets where he'd be like kind of bummed uh-huh. afterward, and it was like, well, we'll just kill, <laughs> right? It was before I did Sam, so I was like, just kill, just fucking crush, and he was like, yeah, it's not the point. And I yeah. never knew what I was kind of like, just kill. Yeah. And now I know I, he would, he had a different ethos, which is like, just don't say, don't do anything prepared, which feels like that's like, I couldn't do that. Now I'll do sets where I'm like, yeah, 
just trying new shit. Yeah. And then, like, I was Friday or Saturday, I was at the store. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, I have good new jokes and I have, like, new new jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and the good new jokes were doing great. And then I did, like, two, two three-day-old, as old as this bread, uh, <laughs> like, jokes. And they didn't do well. And I was like, just so you know, I literally was like, I'm not worried about, like, I could, yeah. I got a thing coming on Netflix, too, so you, I can do, and don't act like you like me tonight, if you watch it. Uh, but yeah, there is yeah. that, that. It's hard. There's, a, there's value to both. Oh, completely. 100%. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with when you're get, getting it tight and getting to enjoy that and have fun and, and do it. But you also are there to work and... And also there's years when you, even though you know I'm allowed to kind of, but you're kind of newer than the classes before you, where you can't night after night just be dying as you're finding the new material. You because also, yeah, because well, the wait staff to. is telling the manager and the yeah. booker and you don't get to work. Yeah. So for there's a fine line of when you get to the point of when you're allowed to. Well, it's funny where even at the comedy store, I'm like, comedy store is so popular that I'm like, I need, I used to work out during the week at the comedy store. Yeah. But now that's taken away. So I'm like, I need a shittier room now. <laughs> I, I need like a shittier, I need to go like the level, like all of comedy's rising. Like yeah. all boats rising in the whatever. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I need to not, I need to be in like the swamp. <laughs> I know. I can't be just in like a nice marina all the time. Like I need to fucking yeah. be ba- like stammer and fuck up. and. Well, the OR is, better for that than the yeah but it's still not if it's sold out i don't want to bomb yeah and everyone's going up before you it also depends what the mood of all your friends are that wherever what everyone's doing if everybody's getting up and like trying stuff out or like you know working right then it's okay you can't really but how often does it happen like guys we all agree to not do well right (laughs) no it really yeah it's just a matter of like you know, if you come in and like you're up and Ali's up and everyone's yeah. and Sabat, everyone's working on stuff, yeah. then you're like, okay, I have some room. But yeah. if you go up and everyone's throwing fastballs. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to throw fastballs? All right. Fine. All right, fine. Oh, <laughs> stupid arm. Everybody sleeps on a mattress. Most people. I have a couple uh, nephews that uh, sleep on futons. One actually sleeps on the floor. But they're not examples that we want to uh, use for uh, life coaches. No, most people sleep on mattresses. And most people sleep on a mattress they're not that psyched with. They sleep on mattresses that have taken a beating through the years. And you start to feel like, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm getting older. Why does my back hurt? Why don't I sleep very well? It's really because people don't replace their mattress uh, very often. or And when they do, they don't really spend the time to get the mattress that is exactly right for them. And that's where our good friends at Helix Sleep come in. A premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. So what I did is I took the Helix Sleep Quiz put in all my information, all my wife's information, a bunch of questions about how you like to sleep, hot, cold, firm, soft, etc., etc., and then they give you the mattress that's perfect for you, and it shows up at your door. How great is that? Just shows right up. If you don't like it, if you feel a little risky, if you feel like maybe uh 
Maybe this, uh, you're worried that what happens if it shows up and you don't, you're not into it? They give you a 100-night risk-free trial. So you can try out your new Helix mattress, see how your body adjusts, and if you decide it's not the best fit for you, you're welcome to return it for a full refund. Everybody's unique. Everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattresses ready for you. Helix mattresses are American-made, good thing, come with a 10 or 15-year warranty, good thing, and remember, you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Don't take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. It is even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. We could all use better sleep these days for sure. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Look, it's hibernation time, right? This is time to do it. Pull the trigger on this now and just have all these wonderful, long, deep winter sleeps. Go to helixsleep.com slash papa, P-A-P-A. With Helix, better sleep starts now. So your special comes out. Yeah, it'll it's, be. It comes out. I don't. We're shooting this it, Monday, and I don't know when. This yeah, comes out, so it's um, it's uh, it comes out tomorrow. Great, and um, it's so good. Thank it's you. It's so much. funny. Thank you again. And we got to talk a little bit about it on the Netflix radio show. Mm-hmm. And um, when I left, another a competitor, a competitor's <laughs> radio show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm competing against myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I when we left, we had a great conversation. It was really fun. And um, but when I left, I really, as I was driving and just thinking over the last, next couple of days, uh, I really wanted to make sure that I complimented you from the start of how many great lines there were. There were so many. I would great I would like to interrupt you in right it. now by saying, you've already complimented me very thoroughly. So, right, so like I don't I didn't come I'm. I literally, I I was driving away, going like, I'm so happy you watched it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm I so know. happy you watched it, and then you went back and watched the, the beginning of it. Yeah, and like, I'm so so, just right there, I'm already like, yeah, you owe me nothing. Okay, that's good. more than most people. Yeah, well, I but that's that's good, but I only did it out of joy. It was really it's so funny. Yeah, it's Thank a you. great special. Everyone has to watch it. Uh, but really that was the one little thing. It was like, we didn't, you know, we, I could talk about comedy forever as yeah. this podcast has proven, but, uh, uh, there were so many really good lines. Thank you. Really good lines. Well, that's the good, I mean, that's like the capitalist. I'm like, I'm going to be able to really clip this for Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> like it's so dumb that yeah. like I make like an hour long emotional presentational thing. And then I'm like, yeah, but I can clip it. I know it is. I mean, again, it's like it's albums versus singles or whatever. But yeah, but you know, it's interesting. This is just where we're at culturally. Like, I watched. Did you see um, Bono on Colbert? I have a hard time with Bono. Okay, some people do. I just have. I find him so blustery that I, I. I like he's a he bought it's too much he insists upon Bono right he, he insists upon himself yeah there is a great I don't know who was inducting who 
I think it was probably Bono talking about Springsteen mm-hmm. at the um, at Rock the Roll Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I think it's I think it's Bono talking about Bruce, and he's it's very funny because he's talking about the obvious God complex that they both have. Right. <laughs> like when you, we only I know how full of yourself you are. Yeah. Because I am equally as full. The hilarious thing about Springsteen <laughs> is how much plastic surgery he's had and no one notices. I know. It's and we're just keep saying how he looks hilarious. Great. He just it's looks like great. he's so spray tanned and Botoxed up. I know. And hair like the whole. From top to bottom. He's like Madame Tussauds at this point, where you, just, you wheel him in. And uh, did you watch his, did you go to his Broadway thing? No, I, no. I'm not like the biggest fan. That's one of those guys that yeah. like my brother and sister were all into. Yeah. But uh, it was a good show. Yeah, it was I a good show. I watched it, it on Netflix. About, oh, so you watched it. Right. Yeah, but it wasn't the same as being there, I'm sure. Well, you get the you get the idea. Yeah. It's funny hearing someone talk about their own myth and their own myth making. I know, because that really struck me, because he's like, I didn't really grow up that way. I'm not yeah. really that you know, blue collar. And, and then some of it like was true, but he was like pretty much saying, you know, I didn't I made a lot of this shit up. Yeah. And that was kind of the nail in the coffin for dice when he came out on On arsenio Arsenio. yeah that was like what yeah you're letting wait that's it was like oh well he was plead it seemed like he was pleading for forgiveness because he was getting so much like right and he's like i'm just a regular guy yeah and it it was like no no keep being the wrestling guy character yeah just be the be wrestling because i it's more fun but like you said like maybe the myth is too great like he you Springsteen could tell people that's not who I am, and they go, "Yeah, you are." Yeah, but are you gonna? What? But are you gonna play Born to Run? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like seriously, you were you had like a girl, and you would, her yeah, dad and it, yeah. It's like they well, they a, like the character. So, but back to the Colbert thing, uh, whether or not you like Bono, um, I'll be able to make this very um, deep point. Great. Uh, <laughs> no, they have this big show at the Sullivan Theater, and it's, you know, all these people, millions of dollars a show to put on this whole thing, and he interviews them. The interview is so short. Like, it's, you know, they just three did, minutes. They did hits? Yeah, like, they just did, like, three minutes and then commercial for ten minutes and then three minutes, you know, question and an answer, another break. And then they finally get to the song he's going to sing With or Without You. He's got a new book, so it's just like... Yeah. And I saw on Instagram, and I was, like, really trying to get through... I was on the road and I was like trying yeah. to hang in there and I didn't, even, I didn't even get to see the song. I was just like, I'm going to sleep. And I woke up the next morning. It was on Instagram. Just the song. Here's Bono singing from his, his hit from his book. And and they did the thing. And it was so great. This yeah. three minute. Re- you got the good part. You got, you got the good part. All of this. Yeah. Well, that's what albums used to be. Yeah. Meaning you'd spend $14 on an album and, you, and then it's you just want like one and like a half of the songs (laughs) right but you had to pay for the full thing and yeah uh, so i'm not even i'm not lamenting it in that like uh if it's if people like the whatever it's like it's got good single or whatever yeah by that paradigm right ideally it has good right well and there is the other thing it's like your your special is the special yeah but there are there are great lines that it would be fun just to see yeah. like a, a clip of it. That's yeah, you okay wanna, too. You're looking at something else. You yeah. want to see a 
someone do a dance and then i say da da da, da and yeah. you get fucking a dog throws up out the car window it's, when you hit uh when you hit instagram the little search button and it shows you like all the things that you kind of like already yeah what is in yours i could take it out hold on let me look it's, it's a good it's as good a question as yeah as i've heard because <laughs> i was talking about because well, i don't know if it's exactly what i like or what it what it uh what it thinks you like a, yeah it's a lot of it, like i've never i don't know this it'll is, have some of your search all right, i see bobby lee bobby lee yeah i see it's bobby lee and nikki glazer so uh-huh. that's me <laughs> stand by that I see Aaron Paul legally changed his last name and the name of his son. <laughs> I see Brian Austin Green. I see Sarah on. This is one of those eavesdropping things because this is stuff yeah. that I've talked about. I talked about Aaron Paul yesterday. Uh huh. I talked about. Oh, so it heard Stevie you. Stevie Wonder and Frank Sinatra yesterday. Uh, Stevie Wonder and Frank Ocean yesterday. Interesting. I, so it heard you. Sarah just came up. I don't know if Sarah. If this is new, Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Uh huh. So it's like not wrong. Yeah, mine's a lot of babies. <laughs> mine's a lot of kids doing funny things. Really? Yeah, because I had a uh, one of my. I don't know what you call it when they take your stand up and they people just uh, lip sync it. it. Yeah, I had a thing about making people. I made my own people, and great that really caught on. Great. So. I've liked a lot of those things. So right. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. filled with babies. Well, that's the thing. You got to, I want to have a burner algorithm. Uh huh. Like, for like, I'm not into this, but like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to like it, but don't. I wish there was like, this is not, don't quote me. <laughs> right, exactly. Instagram, but I do there's, like this. There's been times when I like checked out a comedian that I don't like. Yeah. And then it starts feeding you like, that yeah, comedian. You're like, you're like, no, no, no. You, you, I was hate watching it. Right, exactly. You misunderstand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not no, This is it. creepy because this is literally all stuff I've talked about in the last day, kind of apropos. Wow, it's weird. Of like not, like Anthony Bourdain I talked about the other day. I uh-huh. talked about Heidi Klum's Halloween costume. I talked about, maybe like, I just talk about cultural stuff. I get Bill and Nate on there a lot. Um, who's Bill and Nate? Uh, Burr and Bergazzi. Oh, got it. Um, Jordan Peterson. Yep. I I'm not getting any Jordan Peterson right now, but I in the past I have. Yeah. They'd talk about a tempest in a teacup, as they say. I still don't know why people get upset about him. I don't either. He's like I'm still wa- I'm still like I'm still waiting for like what the issue is. I know. He's like, be better, be responsible, try yeah. and live a good life. Try. You're a pig. Pull yourself out of. You're the a mind. pig. <laughs> be kind okay. to people. Take responsibility for your work and your actions and your family. Yeah. Oh. Boo! Yeah, you're you're a piece of shit. I hope you go into another coma. I know. Um, yeah, I yeah. I have no idea. You and I would probably fall into the same category of like where we're both friends with Joe Rogan. We're both going yeah. on the show sometimes, and it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. I it's it's I, I I'm not obsessed with like what's happening to our culture, but like mm-hmm. I think about it a lot. Yeah. And I knew Joe for, you know, 15 years right. before he, before the internet, 10 years before the internet and 15 years before yeah. he had a podcast. And I, in when I knew Joe in the 90s, 
I never thought about his politics once ever. Never, right? Ever, 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 ever. It just didn't even occur to me. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even a thing you'd consider. And if he was like conservative, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, whatever. I don't, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. There are conservative people. Right. <laughs> and I believe that they came. I mean, my thing with that is like, clearly there must be some validity to their point of view if straight up half the people feel that way right roughly like yeah. i can't just throw it away yeah. entirely like i don't feel everyone's that way. nuts if i don't feel that way yeah it doesn't really hold up <laughs> yeah it's just not like an adult point of view <laughs> right. um so so it is odd to see people go like why do you do that show? i'm like i've been or uh, people that don't know i know them right bring them up well what's funny is if anybody ever says like why do you do that show I guarantee you, they don't listen to that show. I promise you they don't. I, it's the same with Jordan. It's like, you yeah. don't listen. You've been told yeah. a couple things, yeah. and you don't get... And then they tell you what the problem is. They go, Jordan Peterson thinks that lobsters are dominant. Or something. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck this guy. You're right. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I want to flip yeah. this table for some reason. Like, just yeah. as like, it's someone you should, I should be allowed one table flip per episode. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and Joe is like, would be the a funny hook. stuff for the, or the, yeah. Or the, uh, or yeah, the vac stuff, which I, I disagreed it. with. Yeah. I disagreed with it. <laughs> right. You know who else I disagree with? My mom. <laughs> so didn't cancel her. Look, have I put my mom on ice a couple of times? I'm Iris. Of course I have, Tom. But I'm not going to. Yeah. I can't throw. No. French, people that have just been fucking nice to me and not nice uh, for show or not. not yeah. Joe's nice. Why Joe's always you, been nice. Why would you turn on your friend Yes. for people you don't even know <laughs> well right. a, a and yeah. the other thing is like if you and i talk about this in my new netflix special blocks, called blocks on netflix um that the the it's thankless being liberal because there's no that's amount that's enough and and also if these joe will be loyal to me mm-hmm. these liberals don't give a fuck like they don't it's yeah. one strike it's a quarter of a strike you're out so like i mean yeah like, the great the, thing about that joke is is you you're building up that there's no it's impossible to be liberal enough to satisfy liberals. a liberal yeah. yeah like you could do all these things and they're like always waiting for you yeah there's the thing but of, you did say this yeah you said you were you didn't you you missed jen you dead named you i saw missed, you with a water bottle yeah a plastic water bottle yeah <laughs> it's like, like okay now yeah. so what do we do now it's like all right and then i go well did you recycling doesn't work <laughs> yeah well i still think we need to do okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who wants to be around that's the other thing that liberals don't understand is yeah uh i tribal identity and belonging is in terms of like hierarchy of needs is so high for human beings mm -hmm. so fucking high and they they have no awareness of that no. whatsoever it's a club it's you know that thing of like uh uh people hold their nose and vote yeah it feels like democratic uh leaders hold their nose and uh and govern right. like they don't like the people that you think aoc would like me fuck no <laughs> fuck no she wouldn't like me um so 
Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a weird thing because it's, it's like when you have something that starts off in what appears to be kindness mm-hmm. of let's, let's, let's be nicer to people in general. Yeah. Let's be nicer to those Give people fortunate shot. or less yeah, fortunate yeah. than us yeah. is great. And then when it gets put into this practice, it all of a sudden becomes um, mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the gamification and the yeah and the, uh, of just social media and yeah. the whole like just teams formed. Yeah, like, yeah, they just formed right. And and if like guys like you and I, who I say things in the special that are not like liberal doctrine. Mm-hmm. Like, I talk about guns in a way that I could get in a lot of trouble for. Yeah. Do you think you will? Do you think... I don't know. I wonder if I have people... No idea. There's a lot of things that if they want to get me, they can. Right. They want to get me, they can. I don't can. think they... Uh, I just talk about nothing, guns. There's nothing so... Yeah. That are very surprising. The stat yes. is it's around 30,000 gun deaths a year. And uh, it's two-thirds suicides. Right. Nobody knows that. Right. It's 40,000 It's two-thirds. So it's around 13,000 murders a year. Two-thirds of all gun deaths. Two-thirds of all gun deaths are suicide. Are now, suicide. if you're really liberal, you're in favor of suicide. Right. I, I don't even get into all that. Like, right. well, you're in, in favor of, like, uh, uh, abortion and uh, right to, like, old people to euthanize themselves. Mm. What about <laughs> right. what about everybody else? What about that whole midsection? <laughs> between birth or or inception and in conception and uh and and euthanasia right what about those people so if they whatever that's like a whole level that's a whole nother level but but yeah like i don't you could do it but not with a gun yeah exactly exactly bridge we like we're pro bridges we love Uh, ropes yeah um the uh and then they could get me on like well there's a lot of gun injury it's like right but there's also when people say yeah yeah there are there are a ton of gun injuries yeah how many guns have you seen in your life live live not on a cop um not that many i've seen one in 2005 in saint thomas virgin islands in a gypsy guy like right like just a guy with a gun right no i've seen more than that when you travel like when you no no where would I've seen? I don't know. Like, where are you going? Gang meetings and stuff. Oh, okay. Like in Colombia. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, like yeah. down south, like there'll be people or carrying. Like, I don't know Illinois. I guess. Or, yeah, you know, I don't. Like, I don't do that many that. southern shows. But Texas, I yeah. guess I do. Maybe at like a rest stop or gas station, or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's not even remarkable. I was in Florida this weekend, and uh, there was a billboard. You know, they have those like repeat billboards on a two-hour trip. Yeah, it was machine gun america <laughs> it was just like it was a, it a was girl a, with big boobs holding a machine gun and it was just about to come to this it's a store store great great <laughs> machine gun america yeah, fantastic <laughs> so but what, the, the other thing about guns and i'm not even being overly contrarian here guns make people feel safe that would not feel safe uh-huh. like i'm not talking about like big big good old boys i'm talking about like women who live by themselves and like like the way people go religions cause more war than anything mm-hmm it's also prevented a lot of people punching people in the face. <laughs> it's like a good governor yeah. in general. I'm not for them. I'm just saying like, I'm not, I, I don't, I guess I'm saying in a lot of these things, I don't know. I no, don't know. exactly. That's what's cool about 
your special is that it's you don't just say I'm I'm you start the whole thing off saying could I look more liberal could yeah. I be more I'm <laughs> one of my favorite lines I'm a vegan I'm bone thin yes bone thin <laughs> bone thin would make me laugh out loud and uh and just everything about you just says yeah I don't eat meat I don't drink yep. I'm like I could not be more this way but that doesn't mean that I'm not going that I am not going to entertain logic at times yeah like there's going to be real facts that i can't just because i look like this team i can't say that all these things are true yeah like i don't (laughs) really necessarily like i don't it was funny there was a article about a woman did a show in new york and uh about abortion a stand-up show and Uh and a critic wrote something about abortion this is a year ago and they and he was like i've seen straight male white male comedians uh be seemingly pro-abortion and it was uh bill burr george carlin and most recently neil brennan i was like are you trying to slam me Uh. with bill burr and george carlin (laughs) like you're gonna have to to go a different route than lumping me with two of the greatest ever um but uh thank you I don't know when life begins. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it is or it is. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm happy it's legal, and yeah. I'm gonna like vote for it. And I'm. It's a tragedy that it got overturned, and it's gonna be. It. It will make the country worse. Yeah. Uh, if you're using laws from the 1860s. Yes. <laughs> it will make the country absolutely worse, but. I don't know when life begins. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's kind of... I was trying to work out this joke, and it's. I just decided this morning, actually, like, you can't really do it because, first of all, it's not funny, but also because everyone thinks that they do know things. But the thing was, why would I ask anybody their political bent? Like, if you want friends, don't ask them that. Like, there was a time when you didn't talk about politics right. because, really, what it comes down to is how much do your friends really know about anything? How no. much do they... Re- maybe, if they're good maybe, friends, if, not much. And if they're really smart, they probably have two issues that they know a lot about. Uh-huh. And then the rest, they're just as dumb as everybody else. So, like, why would you use base your friendship with people on their knowledge of the issues when it's when hard enough just to parallel park? Yeah, or decide where to eat, or just be nice to each other, <laughs> yeah. or have decent energy to be around yeah or just like what to eat tonight or like what my this girlfriend is or what my kids are doing it's just like well they said don't talk about religion they said don't talk about religion or politics what they didn't say was don't yell about religion or politics <laughs> i think we found the loophole which I was, is you can yell about them i was in the uh lounge this morning at the airport and the woman came in behind the bar and she turns the tv on and it was the midterm elections are coming up, and she just hit the thing to the Weather Channel, and it was like a tornado's coming, and it was just like, oh, you oh, felt everyone God, just, just relax, just a tornado. Oh, that's funny. That could be a good joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Where it really is like, oh, thank, oh, God. thank God, it's just natural disasters. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but that's the. I got off. I I brought Instagram back onto my phone because I had to post something. I have to post shit for like the next couple days. Yeah. But I took it off my phone for oh, a month because I was in Hawaii and I was like obsessing about comments on a video oh. that I'd posted on Instagram and like checking it and One of your videos? Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't even mine. 
Um, it was one of yours. <laughs> uh, it was one of yours, and I said something really mean, and I wanted people to like it. Um, uh, and I was like, hey, man, this is a really bad use of your actual life, of just sitting in paradise, yeah, worrying about people making fun of your looks on a video. Yeah. And I took it off my phone, and now I go on between 11.45 and 12.00. Uh-huh. At night, eleven forty-five, like and midnight. Uh-huh. So half the time, I don't even want to. Right. And when I, it's just better, dude. I know it's like I'm that guy now. Like no. yeah, I'm like another thing I've quit or like a zealot about. But yeah. it's like it's it is better. It's just better. You're diff. We are different people. Yeah. Dealing with different things since these devices hit our lives. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I haven't like this whole thing with Twitter with with Elon and trying to be here. I just without a big declaration just stop going on twitter yeah like i'll have my assistant post my dates once in a while i haven't seen a, f- a twitter feed or yeah. or the at thing or your comments about you in six years it's and, it's and it's not like I, it's not like something's missing it's not even like i even have an inkling of what am i missing out on no it's like sugar or whatever once you stop once you get it out of your system your body doesn't want it if you get it in your system your body's like hey can we get some more more more, but if you get it out yeah your body doesn't naturally crave i and i notice the difference when i wake up and i Mm -hmm. don't have it to go on yeah i'm the first 10 minutes of my day are better right because I don't look at it like yeah. I'm can, like this umbilical cord or something. It's even it's instinctual. You don't even have to when you're in the loop of it. You don't even have to think. Let me check it. You're, it you, you, you find yourself checking it. Yes. Before you even remember what's your that you're conscious. It's just that's boom boom boom. Yeah. Turn it on. Hit the Instagram and the yeah. And I also am finding that I just want to do something with my phone. Yeah. Which is sad. Like I just want to go on Google. I just want to. I want to fuck with it. Yeah, I know. I want to to feel the juice, whatever the juice is. You ever scroll through the news, like whatever news source you use, and Alex Jones, and you you go through it, and it's like you didn't. It's I found found myself. I didn't get angry enough. I I don't stop until something pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) Right, which used to be you'd pick up the paper. And flip, and it was just boring or not. I'm either right. interested or I'm not. Right. And now it's like, what? Yeah. It's wait. either huh or what? <laughs> right. You motherfucker. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, if you don't get to the what, you yeah. feel like you, you didn't get the drug. Yeah. You didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Work. So, yeah. I. I. It's worse. How do you deal with it with your kids? Well, that ship has sailed. They're twenty and seventeen. And they kind of had They to... identify as ships? Go ahead. <laughs> I had to make the identification jokes, guys. Come on. It's 2022. They had to kind of navigate it themselves. I knew they were going to be better at navigating it than we were. How come? Because they were... Native um, to it? They were, yeah, native to it. And it wasn't... They still wrestle with it the same way we do. Like, my daughter for... There was a time when, like, I could tell when she had just been in her room on her phone. She would just come into, the, come into the kitchen like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and I would just bring it up, you know? And I would say it as my example. Like, I didn't touch my phone and I felt so much better today. Yeah. And I would see, and 
just like all of us. Like she would shut it down, go off Instagram, do whatever, but then come back to it, you know, and then shut it down and be yeah. cool and then like come back to it. And there's still, there's still, I guess the short answer is I couldn't control it. You I can would just, control theirs. I could, I could just had to advise you have one them. of my favorite lines about parenting. You may not even remember, but you said, um, now, I mean, it's seven years ago or eight years ago. You said now the, my job is to make rules and her job is to secretly get around them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like, Oh yeah. All right. That makes like, that's a, that's a level of parenting that I, as a non parent, I was like, Oh, all right. Yeah. Cause that's what you that. did. Right. I mean, yeah, 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 and and that in ways that were like stupid. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I used to smoke (laughs) in my parents' house, in my room, and I would the way like the heat or like the whatever it all just it creates. You open a window, it like creates a natural funnel, right? Right. So, or a natural jet stream. Yeah. So I would just lean. (laughs) How old are you? 14 15 16 17 <laughs> moved at 17 I love the picture of you 14 just like getting the pack pack a day <laughs> pack a day pack a day till out from 14 to 24 oh my god and then i quit cold turkey so when they if did they find out they well not a, like a little bit like You're one i of probably 30 smoked children, for right? yeah yeah one of 30 i grew up in a foster home <laughs> um the uh i grew up in in i'm the youngest of 10 so a lot of people moved out my parents had a more of a like a laissez-faire attitude, meaning like, ah, they're going to be what they're going to be. Right. And I was the baby, so I was like a little bit exalted. The baby. The young, yes, the youngest of the 10. So, so they'd already been parents for 20 years. Uh, they, I, my oldest brother was 16 when I was born. Okay. Yeah. So close. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you were a kid. Yeah. So yeah. By the time they're, they're exhausted. By the time I'm 16, they've been parents for 30 years. Which I've never thought of before. It's kind of fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, and they were like, you know, they were they were on desk duty. They were just like, ah. <laughs> and they also Phone knew. They knew. They where knew to put their energy. What was, was what was crucial. What wasn't. Yeah. Right? Which I don't even know what they would. If you ask them what they would say, what's crucial to put your energy into. Uh-huh. I would say guilt. <laughs> on my mother's part. Um, yeah. The But so I used to smoke out the window. I used to watch. Um, <laughs> Arsenio and then Letterman, uh-huh. which on the East Coast, it's one thirty in the morning. By the time it's By the done. time I go to sleep. Yeah. So, and then I got to get up at like seven <laughs> for school. It was insane. How big of a house is this? It's two stories and uh, four bedrooms. And where is it? In Villanova, Pennsylvania. Just, my mom just sold it. Oh, like no. a month ago, yeah. She did? Yeah. So... It's a big uh, deal. So the so yeah so I would and then I would watch that every night. <laughs> Where's Ken? Ian? Like on a stolen TV. Uh, what do you like, mean? Like my brother Danny bought a TV. Like we weren't allowed to watch TV, <laughs> right? Uh, but again, loophole. Which is, I'm not allowed to watch your TV. <laughs> my brother Danny bought a TV at a rummage sale. <laughs> and they, like fucking it's like hogan's hero it's like fucking exactly. life in the gulag mom's coming yeah. to change the yeah. bed and you put the tv like flip into it around into a yeah. fish tank yeah yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely 
Um, Put out your cigarette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't they on smell the it phone, on you? Didn't they smell cigarettes they must, on you? Again, the stench of cigarettes looking back is yeah. so awful and, and noxious. everything. And But my mom's level of denial was just like, ah, maybe he smoked one. Right. Or maybe he was around smokers because people smoked in the 80s. Yeah, that's uh, true. Like I had a teacher. <laughs> I, I had a teacher. It sounds like the bad news bears. I was on the golf team uh-huh. in high school because I was a caddy and I golfed. Right. And I smoked on the bus for our high school. <laughs> the high school, like the high school team, yeah. the teacher was like, yeah, I didn't smoke. In a van. It wasn't even a bus. It was a 12 passenger van. And I'm smoking a cigarette like the like a dirt bag. <laughs> uh, and like that right there. So drinking was... constantly <laughs> drink, getting drunk every night, every night. Not, I'm sorry. Every weekend. Every weekend. Yeah. yeah. We got I got caught bus. I got busted drinking before school in the school parking lot. Like I was part of a uh, cartel. <laughs> right. We all got and we drank at my house first and then because my parents went away <laughs> right on a thursday uh-huh. and then they all, literally my parents pull out the driveway and my friends pull in <laughs> <laughs> insane we got busted for that like insane so and it was kind of like i got a dui i mean not a dui a underage drinking by the cops uh-huh. it was a real it was an active <laughs> it was fun it was a very active uh childhood <laughs> so you weren't in sports I was, uh, I, I played golf and caddied. Right. And uh, did you keep your grades together? Did Mike, you, I was like 100th uh, out of 300. Right. Like not, I shouldn't have gotten into NYU. I think like I made a funny student film. Right. So they let me in. Right. I dropped out after a year though. And I wonder if NYU considers that a victory for them. Like, should they have let me in? Right. I'm like I'm a sure talented that, guy. I bet that like, story happens a lot at NYU. I'm sure, yeah. Right. Woody Allen for one. Right. Uh, Oliver Stone, I think, maybe got... Ki- Oliver Stone, Spike Lee went to NYU. I think they graduated. Right. I think Oliver Stone got kicked out. <laughs> Can we go back to the house for a minute? Yeah. Um, first of all, is, where's Danny? Danny's Danny's two years older than me, so when we moved to Philly, he was there. I moved in eighth grade, so it was eighth and ninth, and then Danny went to Fordham okay. in New York. He was a cool guy. Yeah. He used to work at the Strip. Yep. And uh, what was his girlfriend's name? Uh, yeah, blonde. Yeah, I yeah. just saw her. Did you really? Yeah. What's she doing? She's um, she's I don't know. What, she married the guy who runs the baked potato, owns the baked potato. Is that here? You no, know, the jazz, the jazz club here. Oh, great! Uh, like over by uh, Warner Brothers, like around there. Oh Pam, yeah, yeah, Pam. yeah. Yes, Pam. Pam. She was in the, the Devil's coolest. Advocate movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie's yeah. great. Yeah. And she was so cool, and Danny was so cool. Like it yeah. was like the two; they were very cool. Like yeah, they had like New York together. Yeah, kind of a thing. Um, all right, so if we can just go, I love to, yeah. into this big old house. Uh, was dinner time? If I were, were all eating at six, or was it just chaos? Well, it you was, just do whatever. When, there was when we lived in Chicago. That was like like uh, eight is enough. Uh huh. Like um, for real, like probably one two three four five six seven at least seven kids uh-huh plus my parents around the table yeah like everybody go like get this stuff and yep. get the potatoes yep. and you get yep. the, you, heat the you, plates you, up your turn for the mom. plates yeah do the him. i don't know i don't know who was cooking dishes. was your my mom? mom your mom was doing yeah, all the she cooking. didn't have a job 
Right. She's a deadbeat. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, she would cook. And I guess we had to do the dishes. And, yeah. We yeah. Did, one of us had to do the dishes. So big like meal. A, everyone's sitting there around the table. Yeah. Mom and dad with all Weird rules like not even. I mean, yeah, they were weird. I have some of the rules in the show. You do? Uh, yeah, oh, the yeah, one yeah. On, the, on, the, on the thing of my mom, if you <laughs> left your clothes in the laundry room, She'll throw them out. she would confiscate them. <laughs> I mean, it was so insane. I have to say, when you said that, though, she would, yeah, like if you left, if you didn't take care of the laundry, she would be like, F it, I'm f- and just like take confiscate, them. they were gone. <laughs> yeah, and then you would not, they were, they were disappeared. They, they, and then my sister, Anne, one year for, for Christmas, got a keychain, key a candle, and a box of her old clothes back. <laughs> Swear, that's a verbatim story. And one of Anne's friends that year got a BMW. <laughs> and Anne got a, her, that, her, her old sweater. Um, As a parent, though, I totally understand it. That's funny. Because you just, your kids do things that bring up this irrational anger in you that's totally petulant. It's weird that it, you call it petulant because it's parenting. It's, it's petulant parenting, but it is. It is, but because you literally catch yourself, and then when you look back, you're like, "What? Well, what? Why did I do that?" <laughs> like, and what? And you, and you also think of the age of the kids. That's what always catches me. Is they were five, and I was. Is there one like in your head 20. that you can that you can access? Um. Yeah. There. I've. I've. <laughs> I've talked about it before. Where. I ordered room service. We took him to this nice um, hotel, and we ordered room service for breakfast, which my wife always likes doing. We couldn't. We could not order juice. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm yeah, not, so, this is not, I'm not even, we could not order juice at restaurants. Right. We were not getting juice. It was outrageously expensive. Yeah, you would drink juice before. <laughs> You know, they like get a breakfast. You want to drink juice yeah. at eight, and then your pancakes come at nine, ten at a different location. You're That's pre-gaming, how you want your, you know, yeah, you're pre-gaming. The alcohol is expensive at yes. the bar. So. Yes. <laughs> and we ordered this big room service, and it came. And kids don't like things that are different. And this this pancake had probably had a piece of cilantro on it, and this uh, these eggs, you know, were made different than mom has been making them for five yep. years, and they both refused to eat, and I was like, just like threw the silverware down, like, oh really? This is how we're going to live now. We're just going to go to places and order a $200 breakfast and not eat it? Is that what you're about? Is that how you live? This is what you were like. You, made a, you basically made an attack ad live? I made an attack ad My live. My daughter doesn't like the food I get her. <laughs> I look back, Neil. They were five, six years old. Did they cry? Did they? No, they were just like big eyes. Like I guess we. I'm sorry, Dad. And you know, like. Did they then eat it? No, they didn't eat it. You know, it was a it was a standoff. They won. Do they always win? Oh yeah, most of the time. Did you win standoffs growing up? Do you remember? Uh not a one. No, because if you did beat them, uh, they would hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, they had the the uh, the uh, ace in the hole. Yeah. Violence. A I couldn't. adult body that was willing to be violent against children. Take their giant hand yep. and whack you with yep. it. And then they win. With prejudice. And they win. And you feel bad about it until you're 50. Uh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't get close to... I One time, my daughter was being 
uh, mean to my wife again, very young. And I grabbed her by her arm and we marched down the hallway and I made her sit in timeout. And just that slightly aggressive, like ushering her down, uh, crushed me. I, we both woke up like with the flu the next morning. Like you and your wife, t- no, me and my daughter, just huh. total stress induced colds. Like I was so against our nature, our relationship, the way we've been doing things. But she just like was so disrespectful for no, to my wife in that one moment. And I just did your wife. Here's an interesting thing. Yeah. Did your wife appreciate it? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> You've never gotten more wife's wife pussy, believe it, um, in your entire life. Yeah, there is something to. Your wife is so under the gun and dealing with it all the time that if you step in and well, that's you don't do a, again, that to your that's mother. That's like a weird. You don't do that to your yeah, mother. Yeah, like that's a that's a that's a that's a decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and it hurt because even when you said they hit us, we feel bad until we're 50. Right. Did they feel bad? Because it's like one of those things where, like, and they feel bad until they die. No. I would argue that generation would, didn't even feel bad. No. The only time they feel bad they only is when they hear bad. me talk about it on podcasts or it's in my funny. act. Yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. The only thing they felt bad about was foreigners. They were also, they didn't like them. They were also, we have time to be thoughtful about this. We've got yeah. two kids. We're, we're older. We weren't panic stricken about how we're going to make a living. You know, they were kids. They were 20, figuring out what the hell's. How many? And no idea. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, it was different. Um, so when you sat around in the big table and the eight is enough section of it, you could was not it get fun? a phone call. Was it, was it like joyful? Like, was it fun being around? Like, it seems to me like you're living in Annie or like, or eight is enough. And it seems like it was, it was fun in like, uh, in like a uh, gallows kind of way. I mean, there's very funny people yeah, around this two table. Professional comedians. Yeah. And Danny was and very Dan- creative. And like, by the way, Tommy was also funny right? and still is funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Peter one time said at Thanksgiving, this is like the kind of Thanksgiving we had. He once, I was in high school and he said, Kevin, you're not even the funniest one in the family. Neil is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which is like, what kind of fucking, what kind of fucking oh, no. family is this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's got to be, these are killers around this table. Well, yeah. So, it's, so there but it's was, also real. But there's also a violent monster there, right? So, named Dad. Named Dad. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> it's like yeah. he, you couldn't, you could, you couldn't get a phone call uh-huh. if the phone rang <laughs> between seven and eight. Yeah, and it was for you. <laughs> I think you were grounded from the phone for a week. If someone called if from the outside. If someone called from the outside. So you had to make it clear to everyone you knew, you cannot call between seven and eight. And this was, by the way, I've never questioned it. Like, no, you tell everyone. Right. Not to call between seven. I mean, that what a great how little people would call. But like, Yeah, that's true. But what a great way to bust your friend's balls. It's like, let's call Neil. <laughs> His dad's going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, like crazy. Yeah. You couldn't laugh hard. Yeah. 
You couldn't laugh hard? I swear to God, you couldn't get the giggles. Wow. You could get ejected if you got the giggles. <laughs> it was just stuff that was just my dad being an ass. Like, just, yeah. like, it's not, there's no, there's no reason well, for this. God, I mean. Or being petulant. Petulant was like, he would drink, he said he would drink his, his, like, uh, pillar of who he wanted to be was uh james cagney literally who he drank to be he wanted to be yeah he said out loud yes this is the guy yeah yeah i'm gonna guy. punch you in the yeah. face yeah. yeah you got a yeah. problem you yeah got a problem yes <laughs> public enemy number one star of public enemy number one star of the original scarface I could go on and on. Yeah. That was his idol. Solved and, every conversation with a punch. Yeah, at the I end. know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a smack. smack. Right in the kiss. <laughs> so that was who he like longed to be. Yeah. So. Whoa. What was yeah. his job? He was a tax attorney. Jeez. He went to night school and like got a law degree and then became a tax attorney and was a tax attorney for like Sarah Lee. And, and like wow. big successful Commodore computers. Wow. News Corp. Yeah. In the before they bought Fox or maybe when they bought Fox, like for Rupert Murdoch. Wow. Um, for like a year. But right. um, but yeah, like he was a credible yeah. member of And people listen to him everywhere. And now he's at a table where we also listen to him. Well, yeah, because he, he did get fired for being an asshole, though. He did. He got fired from Sarah Lee. Yeah, really. Because he said some smart shit about the CEO, <laughs> and it bit him in the ass. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um. So, on a scale of one to ten, being ten as close as you could be to your father, where <laughs> where are you on one to ten? Well, he died, so... Yeah, before he died. Uh, How old were you when he died, though? I think it was eight or ten years ago. Yeah, so, so you were a grown-up. Yeah. Well, when uh, you were a kid. My, my relationship with my dad was very... He was violent to everybody, a little bit toward me, but not that much toward me, because I think he recognized... There was, like... I was, like, the leader of the opposition. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how, like, uh, officers in different armies will, like smoke cigars together uh-huh like in world war ii like mm-hmm. they or not anymore like i don't know they, in off, the movies they, yeah they <laughs> yeah. like get the uh, the officers club or whatever like sometimes maybe i'm making that up but yeah but, no, anyway i know what you mean but, but like they respect other he right. had a respect for me yeah that because i was also the baby so it was like neil 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 uh-huh and then i was a i was a, a little precocious right so he got a kick out of that he like he he couldn't he he just knew, he was like a little respectful right but he knew he knew i didn't like him uh-huh and he knew i didn't approve of him like uh-huh. i was like i just so you know like you i i know all this is fucked up right oh really like yeah like it was a weird thing where yeah. he knew like i'd be there going like he'd be like throwing plates at dinner i'd just be like <laughs> Right. In high school, I did. I was between cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> like he'd be yelling and carrying on and throwing shit, and it was just like, right. And it was like, just, but it creates a bad. It's a bad environment to grow up in, because you yeah. think. I mean, it's just chaos, and you worry about being killed because yeah. you're tiny. Yeah, you know, it's a force. Yeah, that 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 is the one thing that uh i was really aware of was the power that you have as a parent like 
you don't even realize, you think you're just a lump getting, you know, just happen to have kids. But I was very, very aware. Like, yeah. you are, you're as, not, you're, you're like, as powerful as a being this kid knows. And you're twice their size. Yeah. So they're, they, you're, and you're a psychological pillar. Mm-hmm. Huge. You, I mean, like, you couldn't build a bigger, other than a god. Right, no. It's your parents and then a god. A hundred percent. Was your mom benev- benevolent? She tried. It was, with her, it was like, uh, she wasn't having the best time either. Yeah. You know? Right. But she, her sense of denial was pretty strong, so uh-huh. she could, she would like, like my dad would hit me or somebody or i get sent up to my room and and then like after a few hours my mom would come up and i the whole time be like where the fuck are these people right like who the fuck would just see someone get ejected on some bullshit yeah it was never right. like yeah i, I deserve to go <laughs> like i fouled out yeah. you know what yep there you go. thank you no it was pure his temper yeah purely his not temp yes his temper and his wanting to be a bully right literally wanting to be a bully right so so i like <laughs> i'd be victim to somebody else but i only remember my my victims i mean sure. i remember other people's but yeah but i'm from my point of view just being alone in my room going like <laughs> right where is everybody yeah and looking back they didn't want to make themselves a target whereas everybody is as where i didn't anyone's come to my rescue yeah, yeah right. like my mom if my mom sides with me right. my dad's gonna right make her pay for that right he didn't hit her you're macaulay Culkin up in the attic like what the f did i do yeah <laughs> everybody lost the shit on me yeah but yeah, I, I clearly was not wrong. No, <laughs> right. and like so, but again, if she sides with me, yeah, it's she. Then she like he'll take it out on her, right? So it was like, it was so the right, yeah. But before my dad got home, or when he was away, it was, it was like, uh huh. It was fun, Kevin, Tom, like playing wiffle ball and basketball and hockey with these guys. Yeah, for yeah. Like the first part oh. of my childhood, and then. We moved to Philadelphia from Chicago, and Kevin stayed in Chicago. A bunch of people. Tommy stayed, mm. and then and then basically it was me and a few of my sisters. Oh, uh, okay. So it was like, and my mom. Right. How so old was, were they that they stayed in Chicago? I was. Well, that's the thing. My parents were so harsh that we moved from Philadelphia to Chicago in '78. Okay. And they left joey sheila and kevin (laughs) in philadelphia right like go to school or whatever you're gonna do go to college right but kevin i remember there was like a week between when my parents moved and when college started Uh uh-huh so he was kind of homeless for a week (laughs) like just but my parents are and kevin's 18 sheila's 19 yeah like they're they were old for us. Yeah. But they're not old. They're not. And but they're probably older than 18-year-old now because they're, well, everyone's older than an 18-year-old yeah, now because they're you were able to you were doing things on your own from a young age. At a 18-year-old in America in the late 70s was older than an 18-year-old now in Ukraine. Right. <laughs> like it was just a different yeah. <laughs> different yeah. life. And about just, equal to a 30-year-old now. Yeah. In America. Yeah. Like it's a, it's just a different life. So like the, yeah. but it's still like a harsh thing to do to your kids like they yeah. were like shedding them. Right. 
And then when we moved from Chicago right. back to Philly, they shed Tommy, Mary. They shed like in groups. Peter stayed for college. <laughs> they shed them. Yeah, and came. I know it's term. a weird, but that's yeah. kind of what they were doing. Like yeah. it's like you're like, oh, no, right. you're fine. <laughs> We did um, this. Yeah, like you're, no, 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 it's on you now. <laughs> I think I may have said this on the Netflix, but the, the, you know, when you make it special and they're like, there's a limo outside waiting for you. You're like, I'm going to the Emmy. So like, you're going to the airport. Like <laughs> right. you just get to travel more mm -hmm. and you just get, it just makes you, it's wearying. Yeah. It just makes you weary. And I'm not complaining about it. It's just, it's, no, it definitely. there's a component to it that's like, physically hard on the body oh 100 percent. there's a thing in the quran about like taking care of travelers oh really because it's so hard the time zones the changing the yeah yeah i yeah i i was telling paul paul morrissey was opening for me this weekend and we did a gig and then the next day I had to drive like two and a half hours three hours to orlando for the rest of the weekend and after the show, having one drink with my cousin at a bar, and I, I, my fucked up the whole weekend. Fucked up the whole weekend. <laughs> you don't even need to tell me. I know what happened. I should have. You have. Yeah, to and you had one drink. One drink. Yeah. But then you got to but, bed late, and, then and I sat there in a bar and talked really loudly for yep. an extra two hours, hour and a half after the show. Yep. After I did all that, and after the traveling was I'm like, that. No, you don't do that. Yeah, you don't do you. You can do it, but you're going to pay. You're going to be maintaining and trying to there get back to There was a show, normal. this tour that I did in, I did, uh, it was I it was in Dallas and it wasn't, it just wasn't great. Uh -huh. And I was like, why wasn't that show great? Like I was sucking, and then yeah. I remembered because you did two, sh you traveled, did two, you flew from LAX to Austin. Yeah. You did two shows. Then you drove from Austin to Dallas and did a show. Yes. It's like, <laughs> how good did you think it was going to be? Well, you've got to treat yourself like a professional athlete. Yeah. Like you've got to eat the right things. You've yeah. got to hydrate. You've got to sleep. You've got to meditate. You've got to do all of those things. Anything that's extracurricular yeah. around that. Yeah. And the driving thing is just insane. The I'd rather drive than fly. Not me. Not I anymore. can't flying. Even if I, I can't stay awake on a plane, I uh -huh. cannot do it. Literally like... I'm like Mr. T. Right? But that's, isn't that better? When it you, is better. But even when I get there, I'm still fucked up. Like my well, body does not like it. No, you're a mess. Uh, I just flew back today and tomorrow I fly to Phoenix, do a show at four in the afternoon and fly back that night. The flying back that night is one of the small hidden gems of <laughs> our life. Oh, when I, I saw like, wait. They want me on stage at four. I think I can get home. I don't even have to get on the last flight. I can get on like a seven. <laughs> That's right. I did a show in Atlanta uh, and flew back to LA that night. Really? It was the best. <laughs> Heavenly. It was heaven on earth. Because you literally yeah. like, wait, you sleep in LA and you're like, when was I in Atlanta? <laughs> right. Tonight I was in Atlanta. But I, I knocked yeah, it out. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> George amazing. Wallace came. It was a, all, arguably a perfect day. It is amazing. Um, so yeah, oh, so great. So the the way we grew up, you. Shedding. It's funny because you have all those 
you had all those great jokes about your dad and that generation. Mm -hmm. And I would like you to do bits about what a pillar you are for kids. Meaning it's an interesting take. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's a thing I've thought about before, but I don't even know if there was a joke there, but where you're like, not like you resent your parents. It's funny how shallow our parents were just by nature. Do you know what I mean? Like it would never occur to them. Like I'm a huge figure in this person's life and I should probably use it responsibly. We benefit from the, uh, from the luxurious time that we are adults. When they were kids, yeah. when they were 20 in 1967, having their first kid, they were just, there was like a Dr. Spock book. Yep. There was like, think about the cult, how much we're all talking about what it means to be a parent, what it means to raise a child, yeah. and what, yeah, it, no, I what it is to make artisan, were to make artisan bread, and like really think about the meals that we're all having. Kids were like gypsies your mom, back then. They, kids were gypsies. Your mom wasn't thinking like, oh, maybe I'm going to get into cooking. It was, I've got to feed this horde three yeah. times a day. Wash this shit out. And yeah. Your dad's like driving in a car with no Hope safety. it's good for him. <laughs> yeah, and no, does not read anything. no airbags, yeah. no nothing. I mean, yeah. it was an insane time when you look at all of the elements of what they were doing while they were raising these kids. It was batshit But I would crazy. argue that you're... I mean, it's not like you and Cynthia were not busy or not... It's a... I don't... There's not... There weren't more hours in the day then. I mean, or there were more hours in the day because there was less distraction. There was less like... There was, you know, they, they didn't have fun. They, you know what I mean? Like there are, I could argue against what you're, I know what you're saying, but mm -hmm. I could also say like, eh. But there was a, there was a. The expectations were so low. There never been good parents before. No. And there their had parents, never been. It, their that parents was, before them, you know, coming over on boats yeah. and figuring and stuff out. And before that illiterate farmers. Right. Straight up. And kids are employees at best. Exactly. And yeah. for us to have the time and just the wherewithal, the intelligence to like really sit and think, what is this going to mean yeah. for my child when they grow up? Yeah. What is sending Neil away from the table? What is my throwing a plate? How's that going to impact everybody? Let's think about this. Yeah. No, it was throw the plate, get some scotch, yeah. get to bed, yeah, yeah, get yeah. up again, yeah, yeah, back yeah. to Sarah James Lee. James Cagney. <laughs> Love you, Jimmy. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's a guy that gets shit yeah. done. Yeah. You know? Was yeah. The, was the food good? Yeah, my mom's a very good cook. Really? And she did a thing that I like didn't notice until I was older, which is she would put the plates in the oven. She would. To heat them. Like, That's restaurant kind of caliber. It's more than restaurant, Cal. It's like, that's like very, I've never been to, I haven't been to too many restaurants that I was aware they heated the plate up for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So. What was your favorite that she made? She would make, well, for my, on your birthday, you'd get to pick. <laughs> and I would, Tommy, I would get beef stroganoff. Oh. And it was delicious. With the noodles? Yeah. 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 Butter noodles. And the, mm, back when I <laughs> ate butter and beef. Yeah, that's right. And beef. Yep. <laughs> So, so yeah, that was great. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was just a good cook. And then my dad was like kind of – it's a funny thing where my dad was like more of a gourmet cook. Mm -hmm. So he would cook on the weekends for them, just those two. Oh. And it was like a thing. Really? 
Yeah, I don't know if it was like a romantic thing, and then they. I don't know what the deal was. But, but he got I, like Bon Appetit magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yes, like literally yeah. Bon Appetit magazine, yeah, and yeah. he had like some good pots and pans, right? That he wow. used for like his stuff. Wow. Uh, and I don't know if he had like a a a, a rotation of things he made, but is that funny? Because like that that act of reading a recipe, thinking about what I'm going to make on Saturday for us. That's not, um, that isn't monster behavior. I know. Right? Yeah. It's complicated, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like that, you know, that, that saying like we contain multitudes. Mm-hmm. It's Walt Whitman. Yeah. But the setup is like we're fucking hypocrites it's not about like the one remnant of it's like hey we can name all the fucking hey what are you gonna do yeah I'm totally <laughs> contradicting and a hypocrite of uh, hypocrisy yeah we're like walking yeah seep, steeping in hypocrisy yeah um and yeah that is a thing i'm i thanked my dad for uh putting me in a good socioeconomic position mm-hmm. to do any i mean i and not even like i went to film school for a year and i paid for some of it and whatever like mm-hmm. there's that like like there's that thing but also just anything was possible right there was nothing and the other thing being the youngest i got to see i had a brother that was like a caddy on the pga tour then he was a golf a sales rep for titleist i had a sister that was uh like uh in finance i had a brother-in-law that ran arenas Mm -hmm. i had my brother it's like all these people with like varying opportunities and uh uh, decisions in life that i I, that i'm like and it's directly uh, directly result of my dad i now he did it for himself like i don't think he did it to show his kid like he did it for his own insecurities and all that stuff but but it is like a but also I'm providing very like yeah he was providing yeah i he one time i remember him saying like when i was he could feel me going like and he was like you know i remember in in grade school i read that all a parent has to do is provide food shelter and clothing for their kid uh-huh that was his defense it was like he was saying it as yeah a, he was saying it to me like hey i don't know what the fuck you want <laughs> and it's a bit like the government can do that dude <laughs> Like, what do you <laughs> raise your standards a little bit? It's yeah. a joke I did in three mics where it's like, where our parents, uh, the, we did our best. So it's like, so you were getting drunk, hitting your kids, going, this is me at my best. It's kind of. Well, what do you want from me? No, like, I have food, shelter, clothing. What do you want? Uh, I did it. Yeah. And, and uh, what's funny is, do you think your kids. Do you think your kids love you more than your sisters love your dad? Oh, that's a you know what I mean? Qu- yeah, it's a big question. I mean, I guess you don't want it's... to answer for your sisters, but but like the I will say that I know the the guys I know that have kids. Yeah. Comics too. So it's it's extra surprising to me. Fucking love it. And yeah. love their kids. And love the connection they have with their kids. And their kids are the best friends they've ever had in some cases. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I have a new joke where I say, I don't like when parent when you hear your friends say that uh, 
their best friend is their dad. I don't like it when kids say their best friends are dad. I do like it when parents say their best friends. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, but when the kids say, like, my dad is my best friend, they're like, you got to get better at making friends. Yeah, like, you got to <laughs> fucking smoke weed, bro. You got to yeah. do something. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, love it a hot, like, not, not even a second thought. But back to your question, I'd be interested. It's one of these things I do, you don't want to ask. Uh, it'll come out eventually. <laughs> What are dads, like to ask my daughters, what are dads hangups? What Maybe, am I, what, what am I not aware of that they'll you, be like, I would argue that dad. they're fairly innocuous. I hope so. I don't think there's, I think I'm pretty perfect. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, uh, but you know, like my daughter surprised me once when she's, we were all like around the table with a bunch of other people and talking about like strict dads or whatever. And she goes, Oh, I'm terrified of my dad. <laughs> I was like, what? Of me? Like, how? Like, when? Like, but you, that back to that thing of you being this powerful thing that you're not aware of. Right. Like, my saying, did you do your work today? Because I heard you didn't do it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, even not even that baritone of <laughs> a sexy yeah. voice. Did you do your work today? Because I heard you didn't do it yesterday. On a certain day, her translation is, my dad just yelled at me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be interesting. That, I mean, there's got to be well, stuff. The, but the other thing is like, you know, a lot of the, most of life is getting yelled at. Whether, <laughs> if that's yelling, a lot of life's getting yelled at. Yeah. Whether, whether it's whatever. Like yeah. I had to do a work thing. I had a friend at my house and I, and I had to do a work. I was like, I just had to do this phone call real quick. And I was like, Did it, and I hang up and I go, what do you think of that? And she's like, you're very direct. <laughs> and it was, it was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, I don't, I'm not. But that's kind of a gift from your family. That's of course of being but able by the to way, knowing... people don't like it. Like people are scared of me. Dave, you say that all the time. You have no idea <laughs> how scared of you people are. Really? Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm fucking walking around schlubby. Right. And it's all that, that fear-based. Thing, yeah, that thing that you're t saying you're special about uh, your last dying thing is going to be, is the, is the nurse is mad at me? Is that nurse mad at me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's my, that's my point of view. Yeah, right. Like I think everyone's mad at me. <laughs> yeah. So but if what you grow you... up in an environment where you, where people are just yelling and being really direct, yeah. it doesn't and bother you, it doesn't yeah. crush you. It doesn't bother me. I This is the thing no one saw, but one time... This is how different the world used to be. One time, Rosie O'Donnell was on uh, Bill O'Reilly's show. <laughs> and uh, it was when O'Reilly first got popular. Bill O'Reilly was a huge broadcaster who had a sex scandal five years ago and yeah. the and has now, <laughs> like, didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. And uh, she's, he goes, like, Rosie, why don't you think people like me? And she goes, Bill, because I'm from Long Island. I'm from an Irish Catholic family. I'm used to screaming all the time. Uh -huh. For most people, this is very abrasive. <laughs> <laughs> and true. I don't even think I'm yeah. I've had women and guys say, stop yelling. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm literally not yeah. yelling. Like, I'm not mad. I'm just yeah. like projecting. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I'm yeah. like a little agitated, but I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm just like doing in the, the job. Of the thing. Yeah. What's interesting, now you say it, because your specials are very introspective 
and you're always searching. And there's a thing at the end of this special where you're showing actually, you break out of the special and actually show the work that you're trying to yeah. uh, get done medically about, you know, depression. Depression stuff, yeah. Um, uh, I don't, it's like almost like this, the you I see walking around and hanging out, talking at the shows or whatever. Uh, I, I don't see you that balled up. I don't see you as that. Yeah, I, I don't believe see, that. I don't see you as a guy. Like when I see Gary Goldman, like when Gary and I hang out, I know he's working on stuff. Yeah. I can feel the emotion. Yeah. I can feel the searching, the struggle at times. Yeah. And, you know, there's people like that. I don't, I see you I keep as it pretty light. a guy who's got it together. So it almost surprises me how searching you are in this special. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all true. That's why I cut to it because it's you wouldn't believe. It. No, you wouldn't believe I went to China <laughs> to get my fucking head zapped. You wouldn't believe it. No, um, but like, why would he do that? Yeah, he's it's Neil Brennan. Yeah, that's what a buddy why would of mine he do that? Like, A buddy of mine was like, he's an African dude. He's like, I just think of like Neil Brennan's just out there winning, <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, but so so yeah, you I, are very successful like you do all these different things yeah technically so yeah <laughs> like t- yeah technically but it doesn't feel like it if that makes sense like it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't register or something it like right. doesn't and i'm just aware of the time i'm aware of the i guess the low status moments or the low uh the low opportunity moments or the like whatever the the stuff that i'm not getting is it always the professional stuff or is it just there's a quiet well the prof- de- there's the professional stuff i guess it's there, there is it, there's the end the last 10 minutes or there's professional stuff um uh it's more like why I know marriage is really hard. Like I know I can see it. I, it's not something I'm envious of in, in, in most cases. Um, you and Cynthia, of course, (laughs) present company excluded, but I'm saying the, I know that I'm missing out on things Uh and I wonder why I'm missing out on, like, I don't, I think I'm like supposed to miss out on it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And And I, the thing about my life that I, that I, do struggle with sometimes it's like why what am i supposed to make of this Mm -hmm. like why am i even the professional stuff the the personal stuff like the friendships and the or the relationship that like why did i fall in love with her and not her Mm -hmm. and why is that is it my own am i busted Mm -hmm. in some way that i'm gonna fall in love with an unavailable person that time but not like yeah or she's in love with me but i'm not in love with her just all these like near misses and i hear you talk about how much you love having kids and a bunch of people talk comedians and i'm like i don't think that's gonna happen for me yeah and i wonder i guess i just wonder like that's the part that makes me feel isolated and and like i don't like drinking i like all the things i don't and yeah. i did it and and even i because i was expressing to a therapist of like i don't eat meat i don't drink i don't smoke weed i don't drink uh all my friends are like the funniest people in the world so most civilians are just not that 
and they're also and all of our friends are interesting genuinely also so it's just a lot of these things that i'm kind of just like it's all right now it's this many people now it's this many now it's like who are the people for you Uh and it's such a it's such a like tiny band that i'm like all right now how do i find them if it's a woman right all right now how do i find her right and then when i do find her how do i calibrate our relationship because i have because the way i was brought up and fairly mm-hmm. loveless and violent all that stuff it's not like natural let me go get that yeah it's just <laughs> not a natural it is the let me go get that is like ego shit like that's easy but no the, i mean go get that like family stuff yes like, it's not like, like you come from, like uh, let me replicate what i yes, grew up with yes so build that for myself that's the stuff that makes me feel uh isolated mm-hmm. and even the weird professional stuff is if i like i could ask you a question which is it's not for sympathy it's just for who are my peers who are your peers yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting question you know what i mean like yeah dave and chris i think we can all agree that dave and chris are not my peers yeah but you were <laughs> they are their, but like you're they in are their sphere my, working with them in a, yeah, in a like, way yeah but well I, I don't know though i mean like i mean i my, guess i would though i guess i would consider but dave not peer right but not there's people are you're love not, telling me like no and i don't think they're wrong it's just that i'm just in an odd position in 10 different categories uh-huh. professionally being one of them like i started yeah after the show and the did it and it's like maybe i'm racist just well your this. stand-up thing was different uh, yeah had a different trajectory or, yeah. or timeline than your producing yes. yes and writing yeah so like you but you were always in the comedy i was always world, around but you were like there is that comedian thing where you right like when i said your brother was the se- the junior yeah him and Attell were juniors yeah. when i got there yeah it's like well then we, yeah what class Who, were you i'm in? in me and dave are in a class but like you were in a class but he was doing stand-up and you were doing yeah. this other thing yeah so it's yeah so it's like you and geraldo are in the same class right he, like so you know what I mean? Like you yeah. have you and you and Gaffigan, you and Gerald, like you, right. those guys, and yeah. not like it. But that's just because it's you're that you're using stand up as the metric. Yeah, but know? I've been in co- the other thing is like I've been in comedy since I was eighteen. Right. That's the, so it's like I don't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like I left college. So yeah. It's not like and you also oh, look like a little kid. kid. Yeah. You also I look, have this little. Look, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've got like little. And you're not burdened by family and marriage. Yeah. That makes you seem younger too. Yeah and and then like the yeah so there's all these <laughs> yeah. weird there's I'm just i, I have out. to say that uh, putting it all down on paper it sounds like it spells out happiness <laughs> <laughs> it, but it which is really honestly is why when you look from the outside it's like oh i didn't know he was carrying but i don't this. see the family as encumbered like i don't i see these as like i see the things that i don't have me sure <laughs> me alcohol like just the thing yeah. like the the there's a bigger group mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. so i just my thing is like feeling isolated right and feeling alienated and like right. and some of its choice and like why am i making that choice right so yeah but i would like if family's good and everybody's promoting it then why don't you feel bad for me do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if there's all these things that are like great and people love it and well yeah there so it's a bit of it's i like, guess i see i guess from the outside 
and the inside, I see you could easily decide which path you're going down, and I can show you rewards on both. Right. I can show you a total reward system that comes from having a wife and children, and I can show, I can totally see the blissful existence of not having any of that. Like, it is very much... One, I would argue one is more connected. Yes, for sure. I got out of... Well, the, yes. That, one's just more... When I did more go, human connection. When I did go into it, wasn't the plan for what... Having that, going the family route, you're less concerned with yourself. Yeah. And if you are concerned with yourself and you think well maybe if i was had all that other stuff but i don't want that stuff so i'm gonna stay here with myself i could see well that's the thing like it is sort of one of the secret points of the show which is uh i saw a quote and i can't find it anywhere i saw it on like a art exhibit in new york like on a we just walk in and Uh see but it was like the purpose of a person's life is to give birth to themselves (laughs) and like yeah but but at the same time it just gets lonely and it feels it some you you feel a lot of times like looking through a window Mm -hmm. at a thing that you don't have Mm -hmm. now the truth of it may be that there's people on the other side of the window looking at a thing that they don't have and i also say the thing about like yeah. I've never been lonely or been in a relationship I didn't want to be in. Right, yeah. It's so, a great line. Like yeah. I I we contain multitudes. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. But and I don't Yeah. I don't uh there is a like I said, as much as people go like there's a lot of you can be anything now. You can be. It's just one's get gets a lot more cultural approval. And a lot more like us, mm-hmm. we, right. than the situation I'm in. Yeah. It's like, you can yeah. be anything in America. You got to work 20 hours a day. Yeah. But you technically, you can be anything <laughs> you want. You can, you can choose any, any identity you want. Yeah. But some are going to be, some being a heterosexual person, a heterosexual woman is better than being a trans gender like in terms of the culture mm-hmm. you're just going to get way more approval mm-hmm. as a heterosexual woman in her 20s than you are as a transgender woman in her 40s like they just you just will mm-hmm. so like it's not all i guess i'm i i'm looking to make the choices i want to make or the choices that get made circumstantially mm-hmm. and i want total approval right (laughs) all the time (laughs) which in itself is fucking so childish yeah and like there's a part of me that could watch that whole special but just shut the fuck up but which is why i show myself doing all the shit because i'm like i'm not yeah no i mean as 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 uh (laughs) as an outsider who uh would be giving you approval when i watched the whole special I first comedically it's just great it's just I'm laughing Thank the whole again, time yeah. it's just like really fun and then and then seeing oh like he's searching deeper than most he's searching deeper than premises yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end I want you you, you like want to say you're good yeah you're good from the outside yeah <laughs> just know you know 
as your friend, like comedically and fitting in in the comedy world and all that stuff, like you did it. Yeah. You did yeah. it. I just, yeah. I and guess now it's, it's the like, rest of your life that you keep secret that, <laughs> that, uh, right. that you can, but which is cool because you're, you're, you are diving in. You're not just kind of accepting being lonely or wherever your head's yeah, at. Like I want to like, not, be, yeah, I'm going to work on this. Yeah. Like I'm going to figure it out. I want to not feel yeah shitty right <laughs> every day yeah is it every day of, well pretty much well it's a long it's a longer explanation it is better that thing i talked about with the dmt mm -hmm. which is horrifying in a way i can't even really discuss uh-huh it like shattered me mm-hmm and I'm maybe better. Oh, yeah. Long term. Yeah, everybody goes through this thing. We don't have to get into it, but everybody goes through these DMT, ayahuasca, toad-licking things and get wiped out and then the next day rebuilt, reborn. Mine wasn't the next day. Right. <laughs> it was more destruction. It was, it was uh, five months of not uh not being myself right all right this is good because i was waffling on whether i was going to do it or not <laughs> i do ayahuasca i can i can connect you to that and that's amazing but is, DMT, dmt is DMT different is different dmt right. is you smoke i heard the ayahuasca like actually mentions you at the end of the ceremony because you've sent so many people there it's it's i know what you're saying <laughs> i have a crazy ayahuasca story that's not the one basically i have a circle that i send that i recommend people to and uh -huh. it's like at one point there's there were nine people that i'd sent in the circle uh -huh. and they played a clip of me yeah. from the breakfast club at the end of the ceremony uh there's a this is a crazy ayahuasca story <laughs> on reddit uh -huh. all strangers somebody Somebody said the question was on the Reddit thread of ayahuasca, what's the craziest thing ayahuasca ever told you? Mm. And some guy said she, ayahuasca presents as a woman, mm -hmm. she told us to watch Neil Brennan's Netflix special. <laughs> I DM the guy. I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> Were you fan? And he's like, and he just wrote back, did she? Did this happen to you too? She told three of us. <laughs> what? I, I again, this is that's the that's, the new that's, special. No, the old one. The old mics. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she does press for this one. Yeah, uh, we gotta get her back out. Yeah, there. but uh, but yeah, I mean, just ayahuasca is insane. But, yeah. But I highly recommend. It. But the DMT, but DMT was. I thought it was too severe, and I was absolutely right. Right. And I like really fucking was yeah like to and that's why i'm like what am i doing right <laughs> where i'll just like risk my well, yeah. I'll take these massive risks yeah that in that are an illustration of the problem like that's mm -hmm. the end of the show it's like right. like i you gotta fucking chill yeah because yeah. it's this reckless it is like this sadistic catholic mm -hmm. there was a i want i want to tell you the story like i i'm way here but like i want to tell you 
Tommy Tiernan, you know who Tommy Tiernan yeah. is? Irish comedian, great Irish comedian. Yeah, great. Um, and we had dinner in Montreal this year, and they were saying, hey, Tommy, what are you doing this next month? And he's like, oh, I actually have the month off. I'm not touring. And somebody goes, what are you going to do? And he goes, well, next week I'm going to volunteer uh, mm -hmm. for a week. And someone goes, where? And he goes, Mogadishu. It's a fucking war-torn... Yeah. And I, he said it, and I go, Irish people are so crazy <laughs> that we can't do anything, like, mildly. Right, it's got to be it's all... It's all like, well, if I'm going to volunteer, I'm either a piece of shit yeah. or not. <laughs> right. And if I volunteer in, a, in, like, 12 hours a day locally, I'm a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> if I go to Mogadishu, now I'm getting somewhere near... Yeah where i need to be right and i was taking that approach to like I, all of it yeah shocking my face electrocuting myself during shows right. taking smoking a thing i knew was too risky like all yeah. of these things uh that add up to like self-abuse yeah the flagellation sort of, yeah like for for yeah some sort of transcendence and right. it's like Dude, you got to just choose a different. You got to be fucking a little kind to yourself. Yeah. A little kind to yourself. Right. And I hope. Yeah. I hope that's relatable. That's, yeah. That, like, that, yeah. Like a relationship with yourself. Yeah. Because there was that thing of like, yeah, just get, you, you got to give yourself a, a break. Yeah. Because I'm all no do. different. Yes. Like yeah, if you, you just see me like, and you go like, you're good, dude. Yeah, you're all right. But what are you doing yeah, this for? Like, fine. well, all right, here's a mirror. Yeah. You're Why doing are you great. beating yourself up? <laughs> yeah. And there are people, plenty of people that are like, well, I don't. <laughs> right. uh, but I'm not friends with those people. Uh, right. Yeah. So, oh, so that's the, the goal is just to try to be the weirdly like DMT in the long term, mm. ha I think has been positive, but yeah. That's a long way to go. <laughs> it was, it was so crazy. We, sh I think we have to wrap up, but I don't know how long this podcast is. Yeah, we should. Um, but <laughs> it was so crazy. At one point, I thought, I think I'm gonna have to kill myself. Oh, but not from depression, from like disorientation. Jeez, for like two days. <sighs> Like I would, I don't know, but I think I was like, we'll call it pre-psychotic. Yeah. I was so disoriented. I, like oh my, my God. consciousness. I had the thought like, am I in God's imagination? Yeah. Shit, like. Right. No, I mean, that's, that is. The, that, it was the fear. Yeah. It's the fear. Yeah. Um, and the crazy thing is it happened a week after I did it. No. Yeah. And it was like, so now I'm just in New York doing my show, doing the show that's airing. <sighs> and like walking down the steps in the theater going like what is any of this oh, what am God. i doing what what is this experience what is it what's an experience like yeah levels of like <laughs> 35 trillion foot view oh god that but again that's not ayahuasca right that's dmt <laughs> so because people get confused all the time yeah like, yeah yeah ayahuasca is amazing right right because there's that thing, you know, these are these are powerful drugs. Yes. yes. You know, there's that guy at the comedy cellar, remember Crazy Mike, who would come in and mm -hmm. spin all the lights and stuff. And mm -hmm. that was t one too many bad acid Is that, trips. do we know that for a fact? Yeah. Okay. He was like a hippie down there and, yeah. 
You know, yeah. if you have certain... Pre, if you're predisposed. Yeah. yeah. It, can, yeah. it can jump in. You don't come back. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had that. Yeah. I've had that. Well, I mean, I thought... I knew I was getting a little better every... I knew I was, yeah. like, getting... It, but it was, like, half a percent a day. Wow. So it just, like... But well, this is going to be a while. <laughs> oh, God. It happened in November. I remember in March, I was like, I can't look at this sunset. <laughs> really? I couldn't watch Apple screensaver... Apple yeah. TV screensavers. Jeez. Because of, like, the nature. Uh-huh. I was aware of... Like a million years was not a long time. Jeez, <laughs> oh, dude, it was fucking <laughs> for someone trying crazy. to just kind of like get a little more happiness in your life. You don't need to be thinking yes, about those. Stuff. I know, and but the, I, I, I right? can't explain it. But like, <laughs> once I got through that, yeah, in a weird way, like I've kind of gotten the thing that I'm asking for at the end of the show. Yeah, right. So it's right. Yeah, it's too complicated to like lay all that out. Sure, like maybe I can do it in the new one, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it did seem like at the end of the special, like you know, just from what you presented, like I might be pretty okay right now. You yourself or me? You. I think energetically I'm okay. I yeah. think like if you watch them, like you watch a, the guy, yeah. you watch me doing the yeah. Him. You're watching. Yeah. Uh, some of the DMT still kicks up. When you watch him, uh, you're like, this guy seems together. Yeah. But I get less together, like, toward the end of the show. Yeah. But you also, yeah. But I'm still making a thing and presenting it to the world. Right. Exactly. So there's like, like, like layers of like, yeah. yes, but I still like. Right. Bruce right. Springsteen is born to run, but he's still. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's still going. He still mixed the album and everything. Yeah. Um, so well, just as a final note, um, as much as we're exploring and going into uh, all that part of it, the special is just straight up funny. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's yeah. A cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like really the cool. Well, what's funny is I almost don't think that that's a selling point anymore. Yeah, <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like a lot of people are funny. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But if you can, if you're funny and you can add like a layer, of, a little something. Yeah, a little something. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can, you can. That's more interesting to people. Like with three mics, people like the metal mic more than the comedy. Right. <laughs> yeah. They just do because it's like there's a lot of Netflix streaming of yeah. Like, something different press conference right <laughs> uh, yeah but if you can throw in like my dad was mean <laughs> what you gotta watch this, this guy's dad was mean <laughs> well this was great Neil. yeah i'm glad thank I'm you so much it. yes of course. let me know how you like the bread yeah well we want to review even though i didn't make it I'd uh like tartine sounds like a guy that your girlfriend's fucking <laughs> It's really true. Uh, and you know you have no... Things sh- have gotten serious with Tartini. Ah, I knew it. I knew that guy was bad news. <laughs> the damn accent. <laughs> um, uh, all right, cool, buddy. We got it, Aaron. There you have it. The very funny, the very talented Neil Brennan. Go to Netflix right now. Look up Blocks, Neil Brennan. It's a great special. It's so smart. It's packed with so many great jokes, so many great lines, and is a great show just to watch. Uh, So thank you to Neil for being here. Thank you to Tartine for uh, this beautiful bread that we could give to Neil. Thank you all of you for listening, and we'll see you next time.